If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is episode 16 of the Faith on Fire podcast, Developing an Abundance Mindset. Another important announcement, this will be the last brand new episode of 2020 for the podcast. We're taking a break and coming back with new guests, new topics at the top of the year. To complement our generational wealth episode, I thought it'd be really important to talk about mindset and how we approach our money overall. So without further ado, this is episode 16. You are now listening to the Faith on Fire podcast, a pod for financial literacy, coaching, and real life examples on how to transform your finances. I'm your host, Simone Brumel. Follow me on my path to financial freedom, and I'll give you tips on how to start and continue yours. Money is a tool, so learn how to use it wisely. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Faith on Fire podcast. I'm happy to have a guest with me today as we discuss money mindset and specifically thinking and operating from an abundance mindset. So I'll pause here to allow my guest to introduce herself. Simone, thank you so much for this opportunity. Hello, everyone. I am Severin Bryan, accountant personal finance coach, financial educator, and a minister of the gospel. I am also the founder of Bryan Financial Empowerment, LLC. And our company's mission is to educate, empower, and coach women to financial freedom. I'm passionate about financial literacy because I know firsthand the positive impact it can have on our lives. So I'm really happy to be here and to share. Thanks, Severin. And um, if you could just talk a little bit about what inspired you to, to get into personal finance or what led you to the, uh, the place where you started your financial consultant business. So I've always had a, a, a teaching mindset. Uh, teaching is one of my giftings. And I've always had an affinity for numbers and making it make sense. Um, you know, growing up, I was the one my dad put on his bank account at 15 years old, and I had sisters, family members older than me. So I've always been that way. I just did not realize that finance and money and numbers would be my passion. And I went through a divorce, and I had to restructure my finance. I was in the middle of pursuing my doctorate, and as I went through now existing on one salary with a daughter who was still in school, 
trying to figure up my way, I started realizing that the things that I had been teaching at my church about finance, that now that I'm applying it to my life, I can see how it's making a difference. Because before, I was in a good position financially. After my divorce, I now had to rework my finances. So those things I was teaching as theory, I applied them to my life, and I could see such a difference. And then I, I started talking to women who either had been divorced or they're single parents, and I realized that the things that I was sharing with them was making such a difference that I thought I should go ahead and really focus on this as a business because I can make such an impact in people's lives on just the basic things that we, that I took for granted that people knew I realized they didn't know. So I wanted to use my platform to share and educate as many people as I could. Yeah, that's awesome. Such a, a great story. And, you know, being able to put the, the theory into to practice and like really living that is so important. And it really ties into this concept of money mindset, right? Because you, you face that bad situation or that tough situation, rather you had to really be disciplined and, and that's really where your money mindset is challenged. So maybe can you talk about why you think money mindset is so important? Well, before I even talk about the, you know, why money mindset is important, I think it's it's best to even say what it is. Um, yeah. I think it is the driver that governs those key financial decisions that we make on a daily basis. It is it is important because it can trigger actions that result in the difference between poverty, lack, scarcity. And wealth, and and by wealth, I'm not even talking necessarily money, but abundance. So if we are able to understand how our mindset drives the financial decisions that we make, then we'll understand the importance that we need to place on it and be cognizant on a daily basis as we make those money decisions and how our mindset affects those decisions. I like to say where we are today is because of the things we practice, the things we repeat, the things we invest our emotions in. And so if we're aware of that, it will, I think it will help us understand how, how our mindset helps our financial decisions. Yeah, that, that's really good. And um, as you, you mentioned, you know, getting to that abundance mindset, let maybe, let's maybe define that, right? What is an abundance mindset um, in general? And then, if we have any places where there's a, a biblical application or, or principle for it. Yeah. I, it, uh, abundance mindset, I think, comes from a place of gratitude. It, it has to begin there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a place where we focus on what we have rather than what we don't have. I think of the scripture in Matthew 25 with the, the uh, talents and how the one worker had a scarcity mindset. And because of that, he did not steward what he was given. He was not grateful for what he was given. And then the other two, because they were thinking from an abundance mindset as how can we steward this to be able to help other people. 
because of that, they were able to multiply their master's money. You know, I have counseled people who they did not want to know how much debt they have. They did not want to know their credit scores. They did not want to know, they did not want to know what position they were in. And that's coming from a scarcity mindset. But I think a, an abundance mindset in a positive money mindset, it asks for help. It, it says, I realize that I'm in a financial fix, and, but this is fixable. And that's where a money mindset comes in. That's awesome. You said some, some great things there. And, you know, just that off-the-top definition, abundance minded, mindset coming from gratitude, I think that's so important. And, and sometimes a step that's missed we, when we start to, you know, focus on our finances or trying to, you know, do better, it's coming from a place of sometimes fear or worry and, and not from giving God thanks for what you have and where you are and, and you know, from that positive out, um, outlook that you mentioned of believing that, you know, God can provide for you. Exactly. Exactly. Because um, if, if we think about it, the, the word says that in the beginning there was nothing and he created it. And then the cattle in a thousand hills are his. The silver is his. The gold is his. And then we are his children. So why do we think that if we have a certain amount, we have to hold on to it because we might not get more. So if we're holding on to it, our hands are, our fists are clenched. We are not, we're not allowing our hands to be open to receive and to give. And that comes again from, as you said, the fear, fear of scarcity. We're fearful that what we have now, we know we're not going to be able to get more. Or if we give, we're, they're going to have more than we have. So we, it comes from that place of scarcity. And in order to overcome that, we have to first look at what it is we have and how we can be a blessing to those, because that's what we're called to. We're mm -hmm. called to be a blessing to others, and we have to look at it differently. Yeah, that's, that's so good. Um, so how can someone who is struggling with the scarcity mindset build towards an abundance mindset? I think one of the first things we have to do is realize that our, the actions that we take or don't take is determined by our mindset. And, and those actions or inactions are going to lead to results. So what are those results? Are they going to be good or bad results? And again, coming from a place of gratitude, you know, money is so strongly tied to our emotions. And a lot of times it's based on things we experienced as we grew up. Maybe we heard things like, you know, we can't afford it. That's mm -hmm. all we heard. And so we approach our money in that way. It's not even what we have or don't have. It's in our mind, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. And so we, 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 we approach things that way. So in order to get over that, we have to, first of all, we have to change our mindset towards money, realizing that the, if we focus on the shortfall, we, if we fo focus on the scarcity, if we focus on the lack, then that's just a problem that we're focusing on. I think of the, the, the half cup, half full uh, stories where yeah. those seeing the cup is half empty, they're seeing how much more they have to do to fill.
fill that cup. While those who are seeing it half full, they're celebrating how much is already there. Same scenario, but the approach is different. And, and for the money, for, our, for those of us who may have been in a scarcity mindset, because I, I have to constantly remind myself, because of the way I grew up, that God holds everything and that he blesses me the way I, I'm blessed now. There's nothing to stop him from blessing you tomorrow and the day after and the day after. And so um, I have to remind myself. So I would say to those people who are struggling with the scarcity mindset, how far has it gotten you? You have to ask yourself that first. And then you have to say to yourself, why do I believe what I believe about abundance? Mm -hmm. Is it real? Or is it because somebody said that if you give, you won't get? If somebody said, well, you, if, you, if you bless them, you're not going to have anything. If somebody say to you, if, if, if your family demonized money, and so everything you approach with money, it's, you think of money as a demon. It's something that's mm. bad. So you're always mm-hmm. going to struggle at the thought of prosperity. So, so we have to change our minds and focus on the fact that God owns all things and abundance comes from him. And yeah. in, in order for us to really focus on, you know, take our mind off what we don't have and focus on the things that we do have the, and, and be grateful for those things. And if I could share one more story um, there was a video circulating on social media some time ago, and the video opened up with a helicopter flying above a car. In in the car was a sports uh, it was a sports car, and the guy in the car was looking up at the helicopter, wishing that he had a helicopter. Mm. The guy, there was a guy in a beat up car that was looking at the sports car wishing he had that car. Then there was a guy on a bike looking at the beat-up car, wishing he had that. There was a guy at the bus stop looking at the guy on the bike, wishing he had that. And then there was, the clicker was the man sitting on a balcony in a wheelchair, wishing he had the ability to walk. Each of them were blessed in their own way, but they were so focused on the scarcity, what they did not have, that they couldn't celebrate what they had. And so that's what we have to be. We have to focus on what it is that we have and celebrate what we have and realize that we are in positions that are better in many cases than people around us. And then comparison is a thief of joy. (laughs) Mm. We, We can't compare our situation with others, because that's another thing that leads sometimes to scarcity mindset, because we're so busy comparing, you know, what we think other people have that we can't celebrate what we have. Yes. Oh, awesome. You just spoke a whole word in like five to seven minutes there. Um, (laughs) That initial point of like what is learned from young in the mindset, it's so true at all always comes up, and not just in money mindset, but in our behavior as adults 
in general, it always goes back to yes. what you taught and what you learned as a child from your parents or, you know, your family environment. And um, when you mentioned, you know, money being demonized, I think of the people who misquote the scripture saying that money is the root of all evil. And that's not what yeah. the scripture says. It's the love of money. And yeah. you have a lot of people who have been wrapped up into that mindset and look at money in and of itself as a bad thing or, you know, demonizing it and missing the point that God is saying that it's when you have your heart tied up in money or your affections are only towards money and attaining wealth. And exactly having that poor mindset from a young child really can affect someone as you get older and, and have you trapped in a scarcity mindset. That is that is so true, <laughs> so very true. And and the other point that definitely you know really rang true for me is that you mentioned comparison being the thief of joy, and I think maybe the the biggest you know hurdle for us in in maintaining an abundant life mindset and and just overall contentment is comparison because we continually look at others and what we don't have and even you know quite frankly this american uh americanized society of of what of just having and acquiring things contributes mm-hmm. to us not being content with what we have been blessed with and um i think that's so important for us especially as christians to identify and and really work on in our relationship with god and, and being content with what we have and just continually gracious and grateful um, for what he has blessed us with. Exactly. I think of the janitor, you know, talking about even abundance mindset and how it's different in, in, in different people. I think about, you know, as I said before, the lottery store. It's people who win the lotto and they're broke within a year or, or less. And then you think of the janitor, the stories of the janitor, who will leave, a, you know, a million dollars or more for you know, when they pass away. And you're thinking a janitor, right, making mm-hmm. just a, the bare minimum, and then somebody with a lot winning the lotto that's made more money than probably we'll ever make in our lifetime. And they're broke. And it's all mm-hmm. mindset. All mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah. So one of the, you know, things I, I like, to differentiate or, or really just um, look at is, especially in, in faith communities where you have prosperity being the focus, and it sometimes misses the mark on what I think the Bible is truly talking about in regards to abundance and wealth. So maybe can you yeah. differentiate between an abundance mindset and, and what we know as the prosperity gospel or prosperity teaching? Yes. You know, the prosperity gospel, what it does, it makes people put themselves in debt to prove that they are blessed. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's so ironic. Because what it does, it elevates, it says, you know, give, give. And, 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 and let me uh, preface this by saying I'm a big believer in tithing and offering. I'm passionate about it, actually. Mm-hmm. But what the prosperity Bible, what the prosperity gospel does it makes promises 
that are not biblical and ties it to mm. giving. It yeah. elevates the gift and the return from the gift over God himself. It, it doesn't promote God. It promotes mm-hmm. the gift. And it, it's almost like a fundraiser when you go to those, those, those services. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's $500 healing spirit here. That's not biblical. And, and the thing is, the Bible talks more about abundance and money than any other scripture in the Bible. Mm-hmm. There is more about abundance and money than any other scripture. And so we, that means to me that God wants us to have abundance. He wants us to have that abundance mindset. But it's based on a Malachi 3.10 where he talks about bring the gift and you will see the blessings. It's not mm-hmm. about, because then, then that focuses on him and him bringing the blessing. It's not about if I can give a thousand dollars, I'm going to be healed. Or I believe there are 10,000 people, you know, 500 people with $5,000 blessing tonight. You know, that's not, I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. And I have studied the Bible on, on giving. Yeah. So I think that's where the prosperity by, uh, gospel has gone astray because he, it makes God into this abracadabra God, this love mm-hmm. me, genie, and I will bring you whatever. It, it, it doesn't talk about the pain. It doesn't talk about the fact that you may never get healed. Mm. He, it, does, it doesn't talk about the fact that the poor will probably always be here, and that doesn't mean people will always be poor in the sense of they, they're lacking, but it's for us to always be a blessing to those people. It's so focused yeah. on if you give, I'm going to bless you, and everybody's going to see how you're driving that Maserati. It means you're blessed. Well, in that case, the drug dealer is blessed. You know, it, mm-hmm. the focus is so much on the things and uh, the focus on, the, on how much you can give that it takes the, the focus off of God. And that's not what God, yeah. God, is, God wants to be elevated in this abundance lifestyle that we're going to live. It's about him, me being able to testify where I was and where I am now because of my faith and me applying biblical script principles to get to where I am. And then I can show somebody that it's because I've applied those things like tithing and giving and and being a blessing to others. And it's not about the thousand dollars that I can give and somebody's going to pronounce, you know, multiplication on me. It's not about Mm -hmm. that. It's about me being uh, true to the word of God and what it says about prosperity and what my action is and what, where my faith should be, not in the money, but in God being the returner of that, of that gift. Oh, that, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, anything that we are doing or believing that elevate, elevates the gift over the giver is not of God. And quite frankly, no. that, that gift becomes your idol because you have elevated that thing above God and your relationship with God. So, um, I love that kind of distinction, everything you just said, and in kind of making that distinction. Um, and, and I guess one of my, my final questions then of just in our everyday lives of practically having an abundant lifestyle, what are some things you would kind of give tips to people or, you know, markers to say, you know, how each day you can live with an abundance mindset, of course, starting with gratitude and being thankful. Um, but are there other things people can do just 
little by little throughout the day or throughout their year to, to make sure that they're maintaining, keeping their eyes focused. I mean, this, this is directed to the, the faith community, and there might be people who listen who are not of faith. But one thing I would say, start your day with prayer. Start your day with counting your blessings, because how you start is how, how you end. If you, the first thing you think out of bed is, I hate my job, I hate, I hate my life, I don't want to do this, I, those negative thoughts, it permeates your day. So I say the first thing you want to do is you want to start your day with prayer and a reflection of the goodness of God and the things that you've been blessed with. And another thing you want to do is seek counsel. Seek counsel, whether it's financial counsel, spiritual counsel, uh, just, you know, whatever counsel is needed for whatever place you are in your life. Seek those, seek counsel. It is, there is nothing wrong with saying, I need help. It, recognizing that we all need help. As, as far as I've gone in my financial life, I still need somebody to speak into me. I still need someone to, to take me out of the weeds and pull me mm-hmm. up above the weeds so I can see what's going on around me. And another thing is realize that the, the things that we have are resources, and it's up to us to use those things wisely. As you go through the day, think about, as you think about the things you, as you go through the day, how can I redirect my thoughts? How can I redirect where I'm going? Because, again, those thoughts and those habits are established. And how can I change those negative mindsets? How can I look at, start looking at situations differently? And if it means putting up mantras and things on your mirror or in your car just to remind you of who you are and whose you are and the, the gifts and talents that are inside of you and how mm-hmm. you can manifest those just by believing and trusting just from just trusting the word of God and the gifts that's in you because every one of us has what we need in us to do what we need to do. So Amen. recognizing that and, and putting up the reminders of, you know, who you are so you can redirect your thought when you start going in that normal woe is me kind of thought process. Yeah. And, oh, and you know, just, just, just recognize who God is in you. I mean, you, 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 the God in you is so much more powerful than people would want to say to you or what you even believe. So trust that God in you. Trust the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. And, and, mm-hmm. and just trust who you are in him. Yeah. Wow, Severine, that was perfect. I, I don't have anything to add or take away. And I, I pray that, you know, anyone who's struggling with that mindset found some gem or encouragement from, from our talk today. So um, before I let you go, I'll just let you give any last thoughts and, and tell people where they can find you online. Okay. Uh, The biggest thing I want people to remember is that none of us were created to fail. None of us were created to lose. None of us were created to not walk in our purpose. And so I don't care what people said to you when you were growing up. I don't care what your family members said. I don't care what anybody said about you. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, it's not true. 
if it doesn't line up with what God says about you, that you are the head and not the tail, if it doesn't line up with him, with what he said, that you are called out, set apart, if it doesn't line up with that, don't believe it. Because I'm telling you, I believed that for many years because of organizations that I was in. Mm. And once I let go of that, I'm able to see even further beyond what I can, what God can even do in my life. I can see beyond what, what I think I can even do. So I want you to know that you are special. You are created to make a difference. As one of my friends shared uh, this yesterday, you are created to be the antidote to whatever is going on around you. So I want you to know that and walk in that and believe that to the very core of your being. You are the antidote for whatever is going on around you. And, and to share my where you can contact me um, on Instagram, I am Sev Talks Money. That's S E V T A L K S Money. On my website is sevtalksmoney.com. And on my website, there are contacts for other social media platforms. And I am mostly sharing on YouTube. And on YouTube, you can find me at Dr. Severin Bryan. That's D-R Severin Bryan. And Simone, thank you again for having me. And I really hope that some, something was shared that can make a difference in somebody's life. No problem, Severin. It's a pleasure to have you and, and just continue to talk with you and, and hear the knowledge you, you had to share. So um, definitely hope people reach out and, and, you know, subscribe to your YouTube. And once again, thank you. Thank you for talking with me. You are very welcome. All right. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dr. Severin Bryant. She's truly a joy to speak with. As always, thank you. Thank you to everyone who has listened, whether this is your first time listening at episode 16 or if you've been here since episode one, I'm truly grateful. As I mentioned earlier, this is the last episode of season one of the podcast. I know I haven't officially called it seasons or kind of said how far into the year I was going But I'm so happy to have done 16 episodes talking about faith and finances, especially in the year that 2020 has been. Starting out, the challenge for me was to remain consistent, and I'm so happy I was able to put out as many episodes and that everyone who listened and talked about it or shared it with a friend was able to do so. So for the rest of the year, there won't be any new podcast episodes, but hopefully, God willing, I'll be back for season two at the top of 2021. Who knows what the next three months have in store, but I'm excited either way and looking forward to talking more about faith and finances and even more topics for season two. If you aren't already, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Faith on Fire LLC, as well as Twitter at SB Faith on Fire. 
head over to my website, faithonfirellc.com. You can subscribe for updates. So when the podcast is back, you can get an email notification sent directly to you. And if you are interested in joining the book club, I'll definitely continue that. So head over and subscribe, faithonfirellc.com. As always, thank you again, listeners. Take care and God bless.